Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, Chris. Redman Radio. Left pull. Up, down, centre, I win. <laughs> Redman Radio. Podcast time. International week. Um, we'll come to some questions from people. We've got some, some interesting topics, generally around why everyone seems to hate football at the moment. But I want to kick it off uh, with a question that I've developed. Okay. Um, because no one gave me a truly, genuinely top quality kickoff question and this is that this is that wow um, you've, you've big this up big time absolutely okay and the because... question is how are you feeling today great mate. I don't really care it's yeah. fine so Liverpool okay? players as Mario Kart you characters okay? Okay? I'm, I'm really bad I'm really bad what's the matter um, uh, life getting you down life is getting me down but we're going to come to that so if Liverpool players were Mario Kart characters yeah and it will define this poor. No, no. <laughs> this is going to be a very long time. It's, it's um, literally that question that we were talking about before. If Jurgen Klopp's team performed like this until the end of the season, yeah, how's he going to do? He's going to get. How long has Jurgen Klopp got on a job if Liverpool don't win every football match? So I don't care. Sorry, if Liverpool players were Mario Kart characters. So, and I base this on the. the if you go back to like the original Mario Kart, oh okay, characters were categorised, and they still are to some extent. Yeah, small, uh, medium, large. Basically, yeah. So in the original, in the original Super Mario Kart and the Super Nintendo, you had um, Toad and Cooper, who were the little fast but weak ones. Then above that, they you weren't had, fast. They were good accelerators, weren't they? Yeah. You had um, let's get it right, Yoshi and Princess, and then you had the Mario Brothers, yeah. and then you had uh, Donkey Kong Junior. Yeah. And Bowser. <laughs> I'm just writing Yoshi down. Right, Sat. I've just done a few. Okay, cool. Um, so, therefore, um, I've. Sorry, my jacket is stuck on this chair. It's well, fine. It's fine. I'm free. That's what you free. get for wearing jackets indoors. <laughs> well, if. No, 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 no. Keep the jacket on. I know there's a reason. The video version. This is why I'm wearing my jacket. Yeah. Check Ball Street on uh, Monday. See if he's wearing a jacket then, though. This is specifically why I'm wearing it now. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll start with the with the little. I think there's a, there's a straight off obvious pick. Who's your Toad Cooper okay. analog in the Liverpool squad? Okay. Who do you th- who would you? Well, pick? no, I want to know the obvious one because I don't think I've gone with obvious. Alberto Moreno. No, well, not you, for me. Why? It isn't. It is an obvious, easy answer. It's an obvious. Why? Why do you answer? think that he would be your Toad? Because he's two foot tall and he's. Dead quick. See, I'd have gone with Yoshi on him. He's not big enough. Ah, but Yoshi on Mario Kart 64 was the same style as your Peaches and your um, Toads and stuff. So they were there was only really the three classifications right. on it the N64 version. So I've gone with that because that's what I know best. Sure. Um, so for me, he's just a bit thick, and Yoshi's always got his tongue out of his mouth. And Moreno kind of does that too. <laughs> okay, solid, <laughs> solid answer. Um, okay, see, because I, I, my my thinking for those is like uh, th- those middle guys are very much your Milner's, Henderson's, Lalas. Well, I've got Milner bit. down as Mario, certainly. Yeah, that's definitely because he's just a bit boring. He's just around them. Yeah, he's just not really excelling at anything. I've actually also controversially put Firmino as Mario. Okay. Because, again, he's one that plays for the team and stuff like that. But, again, you know, he's ve- he's a very, very good footballer. But right now, it doesn't feel like he's what we need. We need a, an outstanding centre-forward at the moment. And I think Firmino maybe isn't that. Okay. So, but so who is the out- who are the outstanding characters? Well, I've actually got Mane and Salah. So Mane is peachy. Okay. And Salah is Toad. 
Okay. In the Mario Kart 64. In the Mario fit. Kart 64. Fit, okay, yeah. sad. Because okay. they're small. I, yeah. They're slight. They're very nippy. Yeah. I like that in them. That's a good That's a good shell. It's tough because, yeah, you'd have to pick... If you're working on them on them being slightly faster, say, than your Mario Luigi characters... Well, then... it's the acceleration, and I'm thinking of Salah's goal from Coutinho's cross the other week. That acceleration over five yards from Salah means he's one of those guys, but he's yeah. also got top speed like a Donkey Kong or a Wario as well. But <laughs> it's, it's a difficult one. It's very, very tough. Wario, interestingly enough, I've got his chan because he's just a bit of a bad guy, isn't okay, he? Exactly. And if you, I've tried to think what they'd look like dressed yeah. up, and I think Chan would look great as a Wario. Yeah. And I think Matip maybe as a Luigi. Yeah. I'd like to see him in a green hat and green clothes. He has, I think, you know, and sense a bit like you know, you know, he's more Waluigi, isn't he? To be fair, actually, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, a maybe. Waluigi look yeah. about him, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, and yeah. Lovren Donkey Kong. If I'm working it, yeah, if I'm. Because <laughs> you want to put Donkey next to Lovren. <laughs> That's that part of the reason, oh. yeah. And I mean, it's 99% of the reason, but the other 1% is the fact that I'm going back to the original Donkey Kong game where, you know, Mario goes up the what building size or whatever it is like and there's just a really thick donkey at the top just throwing stuff Absolutely. aimlessly not really aiming yeah because you know you can you can move out the way and stuff he's just throwing stuff yeah, around just, just and that's a bit like Lovren's defending okay no, I can get behind that so I've kind of got just to go back to, for, my, for my original Mario Kart classification it's 100% Moreno who but in that world of who's who's most similar therefore on the other side is it we haven't really got anyone who's, who's that Who's that Diddy and, and fast? Have we? I guess it, you, I guess you could probably put us maybe put a salad in there because he's just dead. He's, he's just dead quick. Markovic. <laughs> Markovic has become a hero of these random questions in recent weeks, hasn't he? Our intercontinental champion, Lester Markovic. <laughs> I think you'd have to, at the top end of the bars uh, Donkey Kong. It, it's definitely got to be a matter just because as a pure as a pure size thing. I think the Waluigi was a good show. Maybe for a Danny, maybe, but I mean he's not in the original Mario Kart, so he can't be. Maybe it's like a maybe it's a Danny Ward or whatever. But I'm thinking. Mil- I think Milner Henderson definitely for Mario and Lu- for Mario and Luigi, and then for Yoshi and. Princess, you're probably talking. I would, I'd, I'd not even considered selling this because I don't think there's anyone who's just that much faster than everyone in this. Salah kind of looks a bit like Luigi, he's got a touch of that too. I mean, maybe it's a genie wine album, and maybe a mana in that. I'm not sure. I definitely, yeah, it's it's an one. Let us know then if you're listening who do you think suits Mario Kart characters best from the Liverpool from the Liverpool squad. Have you got any more you want to add before we move on? I you think got, I, who was Trent? Trent was Luigi as well. Really? Yeah, just think kind of the same reason as Matt. I kind of want to see him in green. Okay, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we move on. Um, we had we had a, a, a load of questions coming, and I, I have to apologise this week because we got one question that totally informed me thinking on how we how we how we carry this podcast forward. Because um, we got a load of the aforementioned. In fact, I will if I've got one here. I will mention it. Um, but actually, you know, we got like Jonathan Cook asked us if we lack intelligent players, and I think there's a, that's a good question and one that, and any other week I'm happy to do. But I'm just in the toilet mood wise when it comes to football. So when Brian C Hayes sent in via Facebook, can we have a hundred percent positive vibes podcast? There's so much negative dissection in football; it grinds on you. And I would love for one of you, you or, you or anybody's shows, just to be a half hour of let's look on the bright side. Only one point off Champions League. Places, Coutinho stayed unbeaten in Europe with two bankers back to back. Salah's been a huge success. Robbo looks absolute quality, that kind of thing, once a week. <laughs> Maybe not once a week, but for here and now, I think there's a there's a temptation here, I think, to go full on misery. But I think we've done a lot of that already in the aftermath of the match. I'm not sure I'm going to make it through two weeks of Liverpool without finding a little bit of positivity. Now, I'm not going to focus on the things like the bankers or whatever, the head, because we've just got to go and win them. I think thinking about what Liverpool can do is as much part of the misery as anything, Chris, because... We said that a week ago. We said that two weeks ago. Once we went from Leicester, you know, well, if we kick on and win X, Y, and Z, I think that uh, you kill yourself with that with with that mentality. I think when things aren't going right. Yeah, I think so. Like, listen, I'm going to find it difficult because I'm not I'm not overly positive at the moment. Now, the further away I get from the Newcastle game, the more positive and hope springs back eternal almost, doesn't it? But 
it's it's difficult because I can read all of them and I can come up with an argument against all of them as well. And yes. and unfortunately, as much as Brian might want it to be all positive and you might want it to be all positive, I might not be there yet. Yeah. I might be there next week. Yeah. I might be absolutely fine next week. You know, once we've uh, organised Kaita to come in in January and <laughs> Virgil Van Dyke to come in in January as well, it might all change things. Yeah. But listen, I'm, I'll tell you one thing. I'm doing a stat show later on today, and that has affected me think, thinking on a few things like so not to give too much away because it's going to be an hour-long show looking at back at loads of different things looking at the results from last time out looking at um the 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 how how and analyzing how we've rotated the squad and stuff has, has really changed me thinking but more importantly we've taken a look back at Klopp's seven years in Dortmund to see what he did there and some of the defensive side of stuff's really really positive because when they win the league it, it sounds crazy but the defense was just so much better and I'm talking like 20 goals a season better than the first couple of years yeah. so for me there's positivity there because all I keep hearing is Klopp's not a defensive coach he's not this and he's not that and let me tell you something from his past when he gets it right he gets it right at both ends of the pitch yeah. and we'll go, we're going to look into that later on so yeah. there's there's massive positivity you can draw out of the whole thing but right now as a pure Liverpool fan and, and just coming off the Newcastle it's going to be a struggle well I, I, I want to actually come at this from the opposite angle to some extent because I, 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 you're right I was looking for questions that would bolster the, the, the positive vibes and I'm, I'm struggling for it too but what I've noticed and I, and I think this is something that, for me, that's exacerbated over the last... You know, we've been doing this for seven-odd years now. And um, I say I used to do post-match stuff. And bear in mind, you know, for, for listeners, think about some of the, what that seven years encompasses. Like, and I used to have to come... You know, after I just uh, we just finish a match and I'd come home and I'd have to rearrange me me back room in my house and I'd have to pin banners up and I'd have to sit down and talk about Roy Hodgson's Liverpool, um and and there was a period even after that when things weren't going right I used to do the post match stuff and I and I'd re when we started doing like the Twitter reactions we've been doing that a long time now and I'd see the over the top reactions to stuff and it always made me feel better about things whereas it feels like now we get that at the Liverpool are so finely poised emotionally at the moment that we I I dread us dropping points more from the reaction that comes to it than anything else and as I say because it's exacerbated by these these constant things and it's it's right to not be happy with it. It's right to not be over the over the moon with it. But it is at this point now I'm starting to wonder whether people genuinely get enjoyment from the footy because mm. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like people can only genuinely enjoy Liverpool when they are utterly dominant and spanking teams off the park. Yeah, it's it's funny, like because you know you could look back at some of my match reactions over the last I don't know whatever however many years you want those one nil wins that you get against the crap sides. I'm always dead harsh on the team, yeah, which is mad. And I think that's kind of what every Liverpool fan's like. You know, we should have scored more. It was only this team. It was only that. And it's not until you get those truly world-class games where it's like Dortmund or something that you just, like, you feel almost alive with yeah. it. You know, every, it just it seeps into every part of you and your fucking soul and everything. And it's amazing. They're so genuinely few and far between, though, that everything else that makes it up, so 99% of your football season is... Is a grind, yeah. Almost, isn't it? And is the the one thing that probably changed my mind on this more than anything. I was listening to rap about a year ago, and you know, it's celebrating your wins, and and it's it's just a, such a simple thing because look, we celebrate goals, and there's there is. You can't explain what it's like, but when a goal goes in and 45,000 people in the cop all jump up and are completely not in control of their limbs. They're not in control in the of the, Everywhere. In Amphitheater. And they're not in control of their limbs and stuff. And we, we celebrate goals, but we won't celebrate wins. Yeah. Now, a win against Burnley or a win against Newcastle or a win against anyone should be celebrated. And it's these people that come out after the game and like, it's only that... It's a win. Yeah. That's why we play wait, the game. Hold your horses, Liverpool fans. Give it a wait another week. Fuck you, wait. It's that whole. Yeah. Remember when? Obviously, you remember it. Thirteen, fourteen. You can't. <laughs> no. You can't. When, when was that? You can't <laughs> sing. We're gonna win the league. It's too early. When do you sing it? You can't when are sing. you gonna be able to sing? Yeah. We're gonna win the league. If when not, you when you're in, on top of the table. Doesn't make doesn't make grammatical sense to sing it when you've won the league because no. you've won it. Yeah. 
we've we've gone and won the league. Yeah. We won. I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's no. a different song. It's a different song. Yeah, you can't. You should never sing that. Just song. enjoy the ride, and, yeah. and that's what I think people struggle with. Well, and it's because there's there's so much going on in the world and politics and everything else that like now this almost feels like held up in, by people into something that it's not. Yeah, and it's a game. But this is the. I think this is. I think that the social media aspect of as exact again exacerbated this. That word is that is made it all harder because I think because a lot of people's football life exists online and how they communicate with people the vast majority of people they talk about football with I mean unless you you know you, you're lucky and you 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 know you, you're in a class full of people at footy match which we were and I, I guess a lot of people still are um but you interact with fans of other teams in a in a in a, in a remote way so people are so scared of celebrating things because they're scared of being laughed at and they're scared of being trolled by fans of other clubs. Like, look at your... Because you do, you get it like... Look, you get it from Man United. We get in the comments, Man United fans coming in. Look at you celebrating. This is where most of these people... Look at you celebrating a win over Burnley. Uh, and it's like, who, who are you? And why are you here? And why do you care that we're enjoying our football? You fucking weirdos. Um, but that, this is... it's like, And the amount of people who said to me, don't rub it in Arsenal fans' faces after winning that game because you might you might lose them. What, what happens when you lose them later in the season? Can I just tell everybody it's never ending. It never ends. It never ends. Nobody wins the football. No. It doesn't happen. No. Because it's just gonna keep on going and going yeah. and going. So win when you win, celebrate it. When yeah. you lose, be gutted. Get your heads out. Yeah. yeah. Do, do but find the way that works for you. Yeah. I don't go on Twitter. Yeah. That, that works for me. Yeah. I go and spend time with my family because footy's 90 minutes at the end of the day yeah. and everything else we do takes up a large portion. So when I'm at home with my family, I'm not looking at Twitter. I'm not looking about Liverpool news. I've got time in my life to be able to do that. Yeah. Now, here's another thing that might might have affected it a little bit is that remember when we were younger, you had the four channels. Yeah. And you had footy on on a match of the day and that, and that was it. And you, you maybe had it on at five o'clock when the goals came in and mm-hmm. the Little Woods guy or whatever it was, the Pools guy would say it on the radio or whatever it was. like Liverpool won. Yeah, that. Manchester United. One. One. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Everything, there is so much for people to fill their time with now that everything's almost focused on individual things. Like for me, I like I really like the NFL. I really like football. I really like tennis. I really like cycling. I spend a large portion of my time reading about those things yeah. because there's so much information available to me now and almost at the detriment of everything else that I used to have an interest in. Yeah. You know, whereas when you had the four channels on the telly and there was no internet, you kind of picked up stuff from other facets of life like my mum would watch Corrie and I'd just sit there and watch Corrie with her because yeah. that was what was on the one TV in yeah. our house like so I'd know what was going on in Corrie and this and now all that spare time that I used to fill up with stuff that really didn't matter to me so much is focused on Liverpool yeah. and so now all of my time is almost focused on these one things and it becomes this constant grind where you can't get out of it yeah. and that's what's happening across the world in everything yeah. it's why you've got famous celebrities with 50 million subscribers on YouTube like PewDiePie who up until three months ago you ask my mum and dad who PewDiePie is he's probably the most most followed person in the world they wouldn't have had a clue now everybody knows who Beyonce is for example because she's almost in everybody's life but everything's so niche that you can have all this stuff going on without other people noticing and if you're in it it's the biggest thing in the world it's genuinely true I think think that that football I think we did this we touched upon this on, on the Ball Street Social Club this week a bit and how there's so much football now and it is it's the 24 hour news cycle it's never off and there's always someone trying to grab your attention with regards to football fucking hell we're doing it right now you know the, the, this has got this is this is I'd like to think we're not the, we're not we're not a bad example of it per se because you know we're ex- essentially an extension of fanzines and whatever which you could have just as easily spent your time reading through but it's all the all, all the other coverage you have to talk about football 24 7 and it's this thing I get and this is no disrespect because I've got people who follow me on uh, friends with me on Facebook who I don't know who knew me through Redmond I, I, I had to kind of put a stop to that after after a while because there's you know kids are on there and stuff like that like but the I put a picture up or you post something non-football related and the people who don't know you who, 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 the first response is it's something Liverpool related in the in the yeah. comments and what are you like, doing posting that we've just lost well not even that it's more like and I apologise to the person because it was actually a funny comment, but I put a picture of my kids running around my kitchen and someone put, moves faster than Liverpool's defence against Newcastle or something. And it's like, 
it's genuinely not all my life. I'm gen- I've gone home and this is funny and this is you know what I mean. It, it, it was a funny comment. It was a funny comment, but it's a, it's it's a it's the most recent, but I'll be a nice example of it. Is that you do you get you get it permeates every walk of life. And you mentioned this about some lads on Twitter, and like someone who's been given who hands out a load of shit. We won't name him because he doesn't deserve it. Like, but it's a random fella who gives out a load of shit to people, and you like you notice he literally it's like. You watch, look at, go and look at his timeline to get a sense of him, and it's like, no bed, no bed, no bed, no bed, no bed. Sleep for six hours, no bed, no bed, no bed. All about football, all directed. At people I thought who he had admins. Yeah, I genuinely thought he had admins because the amount of tweets this guy's putting out, and it's all just bile, yeah. and it's horrible stuff. And you're thinking, like, I can work out your your sleep pattern, yeah. from your Twitter feed. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and that's the thing about it is now, and that's that. It happens on the good end and the, and the bad end is that. You can see, I mean, we spoke to uh, James Pierce at that Red Neighbours uh, community event at, at the week, and he, he said to me, he's just like, like, knackered, I've gone and picked my kids up. He's brought them to the event because he's, he's got to interview Jeannie Wijnaldum, and then he's got to take the kids to the office to type it up, and his computer crashed while he was doing the, the press conference, so he didn't get a chance to type up his Jürgen Klopp, so he just got to go and type that up, and he's, he's like, it's Friday night, and I'm wearing And it's half eight when he left the, left the event. Exactly, and it's like, and this is the thing, is it? and this is just, this, obviously, we're, we're coming at it from a, professional semi-professional side of it but just as a, a fan in general you know again I go back to it as a kid you'd speak about it in school but you had your lessons and you didn't speak about it during your lessons you'd maybe mention it a bit during the day but you play you tended to play it more and you'd maybe talk about your champ manager game and you'd you'd speak about Friends the TV show because that was on at the time yeah. X-Files you, exactly you'd speak about whatever you'd, you'd talk about all that random stuff as well and then you went home and because you didn't have that outlet to talk about it, you didn't talk about it. You, it died. You'd maybe talk to your dad about it for a bit. Yeah. you play on the PlayStation on your own or you'd have your mates and you play. Because we're all connected, we feel like we have to talk about it yeah. constantly. No, and right. when it's bad, it makes it 10 times It does, worse. and I, I equate it to music. Like when we were growing up, when we were 16, 17, 18, Paul, we used to go around to Wednesdays house and we used to listen to albums on CDs. Yeah. And that, or disc. Or disc. Yes, does. That was amazing. And there was this thing that we all got because we were all there listening to the same type of music that nobody else in our school year really listened to and stuff like that and we go to a certain club in Liverpool the crazy house what's the way. album that sums that up for you best uh, probably Disturbs yeah mine's um, Science Incubus by Incubus Sounds, yeah. yeah boss album still yeah. listen to it I've got it three times on CD still nice. madness um, I've got Fungus Among Us three times as well <laughs> who has that three times no one. I know but the band don't even have three copies of it. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, so so you do that, and then what happens is we all went to university and stuff like that, and we all kind of were still alternative music lovers. I don't know why. That. But anyway, and we come back from university with different influences in our life. Now, Wednesday very much stayed in rock heavy metal rock metal and all that type of stuff you probably moved on a little bit more to your indie maybe even back a little bit more to indie and stuff and I went very much to punk and what happens is when we were to get together again you didn't have that same camaraderie yeah. around it like and what you've got now is everybody listens to stuff in their ears yeah. and music for me was a social Where thing did we listen to it then sorry <laughs> For anyone anyone listening on the podcast, I did point at my ears as in headphones. We've just given something away biologically about something. Everyone over the age of 30, we're not meant to tell you if you're under the age of 30 that we listen to music completely through our ears. I'm sorry, everybody. We listen to it in our headphones. It's a very it's a very insular thing around music, and it was a social thing. Fucked us all, didn't he? Because you you don't even we listen to the fucking radio. This is the radio in the car, and even then, really not. You're right, is that everyone delves into their own little world, and it's true because you now. I get, I get it all the time. It's like my wife turns to me and goes, "What are you doing on your phone?" And I'm like, "I am." And I, 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 in fact, I got into a little back and forth with some lads on on Saturday night. So I was looking after the kids. My wife had gone away. I had me, me five year old boy, and he was begging me to watch uh, the second Ghostbusters film. And I was like, "I will." And I had to, I got, I was getting accused of all kinds of stuff on there. And I tried to, as calmly as possible, just say, I, "Apologies that if you feel that way, I, you are wrong." But I can't express this any better than, than than this. I'm dead sorry if you feel that you feel that we're not doing something, but there's no malice or whatever. Here's the explanation why. Now, thanks very much. But my five year old son is looking at me like. Dad, why are you ignoring me? Why are you dead angry? Why are you scowling at your phone? And that's because this is the thing. We're, we have these, we're now 
our, we we live dual lives. We live another life in the in the friggin' matrix, and it's cut. You know, it cu- it cuts us off from the from the people around us. And I had to go. Oh my god! Like he's getting upset. Why is he get, like why why am I ruining my child's life because some 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 knobheads are having a go at me online? But that's because if I that didn't exist, that wouldn't happen. You know, if, if I if I could only access that via me computer in work, then yeah. I would. You know what I mean? And that would be a separate thing and that would compartmentalise life. And that's just the negative side of it. In real life, exactly exactly right, people. We are we are becoming we've got niche little lives and that's what football's being. It means that every time and if you all you follow is football accounts, you pick it up and you'll see something on your timeline that maybe someone you really trust, someone you really like, all of a sudden post something really stupid and it Yeah. You feel like oh my, we're supposed more... to be in this together. Why are you doing yeah, this? Yeah, you feel the need to ta- to challenge people on stuff, and because it's there constantly, there's no, there is an off switch to it. And we have got the ability to switch off to it, but come on, we're not switching. We're not. You who's, who the fuck is switching the phone off? Who the fuck is really switching off all their social media accounts and do that? It is just part part of the world. You'd feel. Great. Good for a bit, but great for a bit, but really disconnected. That's why I love Glasgow, man. Just turn the phone off for a week and go and party in a field. That's right, isn't it? it's great. But I think this is the problem, isn't it? I think that because it's constant, like now, there's nothing to talk about with Liverpool, so you've only got here. We are thirty minutes into a podcast, exactly. <laughs> but you know, but no, but this is the, this is the point. With, but with you know, the, the negativity is all that's there because. There's, everything else is just a flight of fancy, and you know if you're not in the mood for a flight of fancy, what's the fucking? Do you know what I love? Football. Go on. Football. I love footy. I love watching it. I love playing it. Yeah. I can't draw wait. your own conclusions from that. Yeah, it's true. I can't wait. I can't. We got footy tonight, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to just being able to twat a footy. And I go back because here's the thing: I go back to 2004, 2005. We did a bit on Rafa a couple of weeks ago, and but I, I was living away. I was I was I was working full time in, in Sheffield at this point, and this was the time when you got the foreign footy on satellite. But again, I was living in a different city, so, so they the, weren't putting Liverpool so, games yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You had to go to very specific pubs to get it. But I was also managing a pub, so the odds of me being off when the footy was on anyway was, was slim to none. And Sky just started doing that uh, the red button 40-minute highlights on a, on a Saturday night so I could watch them below. But inevitably, it was on a telly while I was serving people or I'd sit down on my break and watch it kind of thing. And Liverpool was shite that season. Bear in mind, that was, you know, people remember that as glorious. We won the Champions League. Liverpool were, we were dog shit we were that season. Every, we'd win a game, everyone go, we've turned the corner and then we'd lose a game. We lost to Burnley via Jimmy Chore, horrendous back heel goal and the world was falling down around our ears. And you couldn't even watch the full you know I remember being on a going out on a date and forgetting that game was on and watching that goal go in and going nah you're alright we'll go and watch the <laughs> let's go to the pitches let's go to the pitches instead you could switch off from footy more at that time because it wasn't as all pervading in your life but I hadn't played footy in about six months and I started playing five-a-side again because I needed just to rediscover a love for footy to switch off to that because I had no control over that and I knew I had no control over that. So I just found a rediscovered a love for kicking a, kicking a footy. The problem is, is that, as I say, it goes You're not very good. What? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, fucking. I was, back, back, I was, I was all right in the back of the day. Uh, much less competitive in Sheffield. Sorry, people who live in Sheffield. Your five-a-side scene's loads less competitive than Liverpool. Um, but the... Um, you could do that. That was that was your only realistic recourse. Whereas now you do feel as though t- talking about it constantly is somehow some way a way of making it affecting it. So I don't know. You, maybe, you can't switch off. Maybe we're. I don't know. You're positive anyway. Maybe maybe for me, I'm more positive because because we talk about it all the time. Like yeah. whereas you've always had that positive outlook on the footy and stuff. I've never I've never been negative on it. Yeah, but. Maybe for me, and I, I, I may, you know, you might you might have a different opinion of it, but because we talk about it for about 40, 50 hours a week, I don't think I could do it the other way around. I don't think I could live. Go back to I, I don't. Not. No, no, I don't think I could be negative for fifty hours a week. Yeah. On something like we did the shows on Monday, and although I really enjoyed them, they're a battle. Yeah. Because it's too massive. It's two opinions that are just banging heads with each other yeah. and if we were to do that for five six days a week every single week it would then become not enjoyable yeah, like yeah, so yeah. i don't know whether i am now because of doing red men all the time maybe my viewpoint has gone more positive in yeah. a in a 
my body going, you will die <laughs> if you continue to be negative yeah. on stuff, which is why I can let things go after a couple of days. It's why. After a, after a couple of days. I love that. Like, that's like, um, you know, I can let things go after a couple of days. <laughs> but like, you know, I speak, like me and my wife, if we have an argument, I'll, I literally just forget it. And maybe that's because I've got a shit memory mm. and that's fine. But women tend to hold on to these arguments a lot longer than me. I just can't be dealing with the beef for too much, too yeah. long. Like it's just not worth the stress. Yeah. Like. I, I, my problem with it all is that I, the, the, it's, it's just true of life and everything. It's like, and we talk about like po- politics and football and, you know, I think there's a, there's a place for it and all that kind of stuff. But the problem is, is life is dead. Life, the world is fucked at the moment. Like, I mean, genuinely fucked, you know, the, the we're getting back to it. The potential fear of us getting back to like an 80s, 70s, 80s Cold War style situation, mm. but not, not Cold War, very much Hot War, very much than the 40s, um, exists within the realm of a possibility because there's lunatics running the world and, the, and you know, there's, the, the people with, for me, crazy, baffling, insular, pseudo racist ideas are taking over the world again. And the and for me, the people who I would consider to be the normal, the level-headed people who care more about in, in, being inclusive and caring about other people, these people are on the outs at the moment. To then have it in footy as well is killing me. It's killing me because to have people just feel to be so down and to constantly think about the negatives of things. I get it when the world is genu- the world's genuinely going down the you know, going down the wrong path, I feel anyway. The footy thing, to constantly focus on all the things that are going tits up. I quote Baz Lehrman, you know, I am paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact line, but it's like to worrying about the future is like trying to solve algebraic equations by chewing bubblegum. Yeah. You know, there's no point no point whatsoever to, to 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 constantly bitch, moan, and worry about it because it serves no purpose whatsoever. All it really does is just, and this is this is all a bit hippy trippy, but it serves to just put a load of negative vibes out there and make everyone else share your misery. And unfortunately, that's what social media's become because that's what mobile phones are. We've had this conversation in the past. Mobile phones exist. To so ruin that, your day at so any that, given opportunity. Exactly. That so someone in the world can decide to fucking ruin your day at a drop of a hat. How often do you get good news via your mobile phone? You know, realistically, by comparison. Time my wife told me we should kids and she never. Yeah. It's, you know, you just it doesn't fucking it just doesn't it doesn't happen more often than not. It's the fucking bank or it's some fucking cold caller or it's someone it's more who would normally yeah exactly or someone who would normally wait until they saw you next to drop a fucking bombshell on you. You know what I mean? You have to wait until you got home at least because people still find ways to communicate bad news this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
you, yeah, you remember your family's dying. It's terrible, but that news would wait four or five hours. Now it, everything is urgent. Everything in everyone's lives is urgent, and you don't have to spew it onto the nearest people around you, and nothing, not proximity doesn't stop you anymore. And people get wound up now when you don't answer your phone. People get murderously Mate, angry. I remember you. when emails used to be able to, you used to be able to reply to an email within three days. Yeah. Now I've had, emails off people and then text me an hour later going, did you get my email? It's like, you emailed me? Yeah. I, of course I got it. I have a hierarchy that p- wind people up in the modern age, but it's like, if you really want me, ring me. If you don't get me, text me or WhatsApp. Past that, if you're emailing or you're leaving a voicemail, I will oh, get to that. Wind me voicemail me something. Dead, I, I keep meaning to go on there and say, do us a favour, don't leave a voicemail if you want me, text me, because I do not answer it. But because I don't answer it, I don't go on it to leave the fucking answer phone message. Um, if you've got a personalised answer phone message, then you're clearly the kind of person who needs to have voicemails left for you, I, I would generally suggest, unless it's as, as, as anti-voicemail as mine. But then beyond that, I'll get to it in my own due time and, and, and course, because... Emails, emails, because unfortunately, because you get emails on your phone now, people think they're just as important as everything else. They're not. The emails are the thing that you should be checking a couple of times a day at best. Yeah, fuck it. But again, it's all boils down. So here's the thing. We're never off, are we? No, we're never off. And who cares? Right, here's the thing. This, or everything that we've talked about there is about immediacy and all that type of stuff, and it's seeping into your thing. This is why you need to be able to take a longer-term view of Liverpool as a football yeah. club and Liverpool as a plan in place, and why you have to, in this day and age, it's even more important now than ever before that when you give someone five years, you give them five years yeah. to do a job because you can look at the success of different sports teams over the years, and there's a team out there in, in the Premier League that has kind of proved this wrong. Uh-huh. In Chelsea, yeah. in that they've managed to consistently win trophies by With changing the their manager over. and yeah. stuff like that. That across sports doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, Real Gen- Madrid as well, don't we? But you're right. You know, yeah. it's the yeah, ultra yeah, rich yeah. that are able to get away with they're, it, and that's the exact reason that they're able to get away with it. You look at Manchester United and their success over the Premier League years. It was built not only on a great manager and good footballers coming through the youth team, but it was also built on the guys above being there for the almost yeah. the exact same length of time. It was built on the assistant managers being very good. Every time Ferguson had a really good assistant manager, they tend to win the league and yeah. when he never had that strong assistant manager he never um, so there's loads of reasons why Liverpool should be able to take a long term view of things but because there's so much news to fill yeah. you forget about the long term views and you forget about what you're building towards you forget about like when Klopp comes in you know we, we knew that Ancelotti we didn't know at the time but we knew that Ancelotti said he needs a new spine let's not kid ourselves Klopp knew that as well yeah. it's just how quickly you can get down to getting that new spine in yeah. and, and it's how quickly everybody can pick up how you're going to do things he's had one full season and we're seven games into this season and I'm seeing more cop-outs than ever before and it just makes me realise that our fan base is fucked yeah I know and that's and that, you're right is that people don't seeing it from a wider perspective and we said this I've used this expression a few times like why should we have to well because that's what being a football fan is because you, the understanding is you're not going anywhere and you know you're supposed to be your managers in for the, exactly for the length of the contract. Now, we, unfortunately, because of the the back of the Hicks of Gillette stuff and then the Roy Hodgson stuff, it it, it set precedent and it's a very worrying precedent. And um, once it's very hard to claw that back without just going, no, we're standing, we're sticking to our guns. I don't care what people think. The problem is, is that imagine if Klopp had a bad season, you know, relatively speaking, and the, the owners stuck by them. This is the problem. Is that people will blame people will go it's it's weak it's weak ownership because everyone fucking hates the owners everyone inverted commas instead of going no that they're taking the they're taking the right standpoint because you should give it time what I I look at it and is thing it's only a it's only a positive way of looking at things but this why I think you have to have a positive mentality when you follow football if you want to ha- if you want to glean any enjoyment from it. Because I would look at it and say it's got to be season on season, and there's no evidence, there's no reason why having got a good, a good attack, Liverpool don't go by next summer and and fix the defence. Yeah, but we've just decided this is how Klopp has chosen to approach it, and it might have gone better. It could have well, he could have you know again if Van Dijk gets across the line, it's a different story, isn't it? Maybe they wanted this season to be it, but regardless, this is the path they've chosen. Can we? It's it's like. It can't, you've got to look at it. If we're going to treat football as a fucking spectator sport, then you don't go into a film going, after half an hour going, nah, I'm not happy how, how they've set these yeah. characters up. 
I'm not. You know, I mean, you can't. Did I tell you walk out of a film? Did I tell you the story about the girl? I might have said this on the podcast before. The girl who drove down the tunnel. Right, she was driving across to the Wirral from Liverpool down the, the newer tunnel. Uh-huh. So the Wallasey, the Wallasey tunnel, right? And for anyone who doesn't know what the Wallasey tunnel is in Liverpool, it goes between Liverpool and the Wirral underwater under the River Mersey. Um, right now, different to the Kingsway. Am I right in saying the Kingsway yeah. is the other one and Queensway is the Wallasey tunnel? Is the Birkenhead it? tunnel. Is the Birkenhead the, tunnel. You've you, you got one. cars coming at you yeah. and you're driving through, but the other tunnel is just two lanes of traffic going one way. You don't see the lanes going the other sure. way. She was driving down this tunnel and after about a minute or two minutes, she thought she'd taken the wrong turn. So what she did was she turned around in a one-way tunnel and drove back. Mm. Right. And Right. Okay. You work with this girl and I'll tell you the name of her after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> That is exactly what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. What you're supposed to do is keep your course yeah. and keep going. Stay on target. And, and that's on what target. Liverpool have got to do now. You can't just turn around in a one-way tunnel and think, we've yeah. taken a wrong turn here, we've got to go back. Yeah. You've got to keep ploughing on forwards, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Now, she didn't die, so maybe she would, maybe she's right maybe and maybe she, I'm wrong. Maybe she but should, generally, maybe she got, if you got where she was going, maybe maybe the end's just the fact that Imagine, you, it, imagine panicking in a tunnel where there's no turn-offs and thinking you've gone the wrong way where did she think she was going no okay so um the um no the um yeah i know here's the thing Um, I've just revealed the names. Okay, everyone. cool. Um, yeah, here's the thing. Just to go back to my movie analogy, though, like I've walked out of one, two, two films in my life. How many were for sex? None. They were dead, genuinely that bad. Chris. Okay. One was called Rancid Aluminium, which sounds bad. Couldn't have been titled any better. Uh, and I think I walked out of Sleepy Hollow as well. Um, but the thing is, here's the thing. I wouldn't walk. If I watched, you can watch a terrible film and go, "This is clearly terrible." I'm not getting this time like of my life back. I'm better off just walking out and, and, and giving up my money and walking away. Like, but you, I always can say you genuinely know those situations. Now, this is not me having been a film goer for thirty years. I didn't do this when I was in my thirties. I was in my very early, either late teens or early twenties when I was doing this. So there's something that you just intrinsically knew. This is a terrible film. This is not getting better. I'm off. Now. If that film was being directed by the Coen Brothers or David Fincher or you know Steven Spielberg, who's a more mainstream name for it, and I wasn't enjoying it in half an hour, I'd it. stick with it because these guys, these are guys with directorial track records. Is the reason why I stuck out fucking Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was because I really liked the I really liked the franchise and George Lucas hadn't totally burned all his bridges at this point, even though realistically he had. But yeah. I. I stuck with that because of... For, Got a bit for, weird at the reason. end, though, didn't it? It did, very, very weird. But then maybe because he'd say the alien shit to the end, spoilers, sods. Don't watch it, it's terrible. Um, but again, with the I'd have watched that other happening if I'd have watched it in the cinema. I, yeah, if I'd known, but against the ending, isn't it? The actual film's great. But I the, didn't think so. But, but I loved it. But it was when grass. Well, yeah, exactly. Until you realise it's the fucking trees, and then you're like, no, not for me. Yeah. Ta-da. Do they, I do you know how I deal with those films now. I just laugh at them. And we just, me and Kat, we're normally cuddled in on the sofa or something and we're watching a terrible film and we just start taking the piss and oh, we just yeah. start laughing. Yeah. And that's how you deal with that. Yeah. I think you're supposed to deal with it. You're supposed to see the funny side yeah. of things. And and that, 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 oh, look, like, I can't do this with Liverpool. This is the thing. So I'm preaching here when I yeah. can't back it up. Yeah. I can't laugh at Liverpool's gaffes at the back. Yeah. I'd, I wish I could. I, maybe I should. Maybe I, I should be, just be stood in the cop, laughing me tits but it, off. But, it, but again, this is the thing about like, look at Jürgen. I've, I've mentioned this a few times, but that like the Dortmund, the, the free kick in the last minute we added against Leicester last yeah, week yeah, yeah. when they give away the free the kick, Rouge, the Chamberlain gives away the free even. kick, and he just he laughs because so much of life is completely out of, out of your control that you can choose. If you look, if you, here's the thing. Come back to it. The world is fucked. Let the, and let's let's just say this. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But let's just say this for the sake of argument. You can choose to get dead stressed out about it, or you can choose to fight against it actively, or you can choose to shrug and go and and, and 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 kind of laugh at the absurdity of it all. Because at the end of the day, you are quite small and quite insignificant. And unless you're getting, unless you're going to go out there and physically do something, which comes back to like me, you know, some of the FSG stuff I've done of late. I've got no problem with it being a thing. If you're going to fight against it, get out there and fight against it. Do it if you totally believe in it. Make, that, make a statement. Actively do something. Hmm. That's the only way you can actively get... Or, as I say, if you're not going to do about that, if you're just going to be a whiny little bitch about things, then 
have a little think about it have a deep breath and try your best to laugh it off because it's just no way to live and you, you've kind of got to be I, I think to you know to get you know, get through life life's a bit of a cosmic joke isn't is it, it you know what do I mean? you think there's a there's a there's a badge of honor almost because you moan and you care about the club more yeah I think I think that's I think that's it I think people I think people's perception is that they've got to be seen to be moaning about stuff because if you're not moaning about stuff you're, you're deluded because you're not seeing that it's there and it, and I think that's the problem and it, which is what we get and we, you know the criticism that we've received from a few odd people is like because you're not talking about it it's you are either deliberately ignoring it or you're being told to ignore it or whatever whereas it might just be that I don't see it that I don't see it as as bad as that and again equally I see no sense. I see no positive benefit into me in me being on Twitter twelve hours a day, spouting fucking how bad how bad it all is. Because again, all it does is make life miserable for the people who are choosing to try their best to not blindly fucking see the the, the positives, but the people who are choosing to accentuate the positives. Mm. Because again, that's that. This is how you end up. This is how I end up people killing themselves genuinely. You know, to to take a dark turn. That's what happens. People choose to to focus on the negatives of their life far more than the potential positives. That's how people end up. That's how people end up killing themselves. You know, not exclusively, of course. It's footy. You know, at the end of the day, I know it's hard to switch off. I don't know where. I don't know whether it is genuinely possible to one hundred percent switch off these days because it permeates your, your every feed, and it, unfortunately. Maybe you can switch off from it. Maybe you stop looking at Liverpool. Maybe you stop going on all these things. And then you've got these, as I, as I love to mention, these knobheads who support other teams making radio shows and doing web posts. <laughs> web posts, oh my God. Web posts on the World Wide Web um, about your manager. And you know, people now, they'll be random out. Let's talk about Jürgen Klopp and talk about why things are going wrong at Liverpool. It's very hard to escape it all, but fuck me. So, do something else. Have sex. Have sex. It's pretty good. Play, you know, play Liverpool Mario Kart. You know they're putting Wayne Rooney in Angry Birds. No, I didn't. It's true. Sounds. Let them. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to play that. <laughs> I'd love to smash Wayne Rooney's face I, up. I, know, I don't think I've ever played Angry Birds. You've so. never played Angry Birds. No. That's so good. No, I it's, didn't. Oh, well, yeah, it might be. It's fine. It's I'll fine. This. I can't. Believe I'll you continue know. to just read shit. People fucking spouting shit about footy <laughs> instead. <laughs> instead of playing Angry Birds, honestly, playing Angry Birds is a good escape. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, not necessarily straight positive vibes that Brian might have been looking for because I don't think it's possible. And look, there's no. Again, this is the point. What it boils down to: things aren't fine. Things are not perfect. Things are not rosy. There's definitely there's definitely a world where there's definitely issues right now where Liverpool's owners are not necessarily amazing fit for the Liverpool club. They might not even be the right fit. That's a that's a that's a problem. Liverpool have not bought tremendously well in the transfer window. Liverpool are not winning football matches. Liverpool are conceding stupid goals. We've got major defensive issues at, at that team. It's a problem. What, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> Not you can do. Not you can do. Unless you want to create a hashtag. Create a no. <laughs> the um, that's, yeah, exactly. Fly because that'll work. Fly a plane. Well, whatever. Fucking. But the point is, is that yeah, we all accept that it's not going great. But let's you know why? Why be assholes to people? You know what I mean? Why? Why? And why? It just yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, Let's it, move it on, Paul. Someone made a, lastly, someone made a great point to me when I, I had a go about the, the negativity on football Twitter. That video I did a few weeks ago on, on my channel, and someone said, "Just block, just block people." And I was like, "You, I, I have not got you. Like, you are not. Don't, don't, I said, I said, don't follow people." I was like, "I don't follow you, and here I am with you being a knobhead in my life." I could, but I, you know, I refuse to give the satisfaction of blocking people. Refuse to give them that satisfaction because it's a badge of honour and people can fuck off. Now I've muted a fair amount of people, but equally, why should you have? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why should we give up, Chris? Why should we give up? Keep on people? fighting the good fight. Well, exactly. Like you I mean, what's the point? If we do, because honestly, again, in a very high brow for this podcast point of view, if we all give up on trying to t- trying to turn people from the dark sides. What are you going to have? What's going to be left? It's nothing but dark sides, you know what I mean? Luke Skywalker could have decided, fuck it, I'm going to sit on my moisture farm. So are you trying to bring balance to the force? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just trying to fight the good fight, Chris, as you said. I just, you know, it, it, 
no, because that, that that goes wrong. Bringing balance to the force, <laughs> you know, very much, very much so. Um, but you know, maybe I will. Turn looking to forward that to Star Wars in December. Very much looking forward to Star Wars. Can't wait for that. Is it going to be dark? Looking forward you know, to Liverpool getting back on the footy field and scoring goals and not conceding. Yeah. That'll happen at some point. Paul. I'm looking forward to a Red Men TV exclusive coming up later this week that we'll we will be drip feeding information on. Oh, I cannot wait a, for this. One. A world exclusive interview on the horizon. Cannot wait. Um, should be very very good. Very very exciting. Access. Time. Access, just access in it. That's what people shout at you when you're uh, when they think you're a knobhead and and you and you don't say <laughs> things about FSG. Access, yeah. That's I um, this yeah, it's not. It's genuinely not. Uh, I lo- oh, yeah, the community we, project. From oh last my week, god, it's yeah. We, so yeah, for those of you who know, we, we we put some pictures out. We played Pro Evo against Flano and, and Genie Van Alton. It was good, and those videos will be out um, soon, very soon, hopefully. But. Um, Someone, someone took that picture, took all the the, the 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 ads that I had in the original tweet from it, and said, "You said, oh, and they don't. You said you don't get club access." Like it, genuinely, we got asked to be there for a start because we're mates with, uh, with with Konami and Pro Evo and the people who promote that, of course, which we do because we play the game. But also, we've got this community project which helps local kids, helps helps the local neighbours. It's a tournament sixteen with... local kids got to play Pro Evo in a tournament in the new Liverpool club shop at Anfield for eight local schools to play I... Liverpool players against well. Wijnaldum and Flanagan after the tournament. So would you mind covering it? And you can have a few, you can have a few minutes with the players at the end. And we're like, yeah, great, that's that's absolutely fine. We'd love to. And yet it's like club access with the players. Oh my god! Oh my god! Why? It makes you think. Why do you bother? We're not beds, Paul. Supporting bad, fucking local community local projects. Stuff and like, you know, fucking hell. We, we're not. <laughs> we're not like this. This free socialist platform. Like you know what I mean? Fucking hell. Business is business in, in things. But Jesus Christ! Like people. Uh, people think. People say. People who accuse people of having an agenda. Or, or have an agenda themselves. And people who, th- who call you a liar, I've found genuinely as a rule of thumb in life, people who think people are liars are liars themselves. Do people have an agenda? Like, do you think they write it down? <laughs> yes, like, because I've, ag- I've, I've got an agenda, but it's all too. like, like you know, a meeting at this time, and we're filming at this time, the great and thing. we're doing this. There's You've got an agenda? Yes, I have. Do you want to see it? I'm having a meeting at two o'clock. Here's, Here's our agenda. We're going to discuss Liverpool players as Mario Kart characters. Name's just been revealed. Sorry, right. Steph. Um, the um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, it's the great John Stewart thing where he goes. He went on Fox didn't he? and he said, "There's no, there's no such thing as a left wing agenda. It's just." how you feel about things people from the right wing feel that is because they've got one themselves so they presume that the other the opposition must feel and think the exact same way but what is what happens what is what we do in life in the absence (laughs) of genuine facts we put ourselves into those gaps and 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 so we you know we we fill up that with how we would be and if you if you're very much of a certain set of opinions you will you would you, you presume other people are either exactly like you or exactly opposite you whereas there's a very good chance that they might just be middle of the road. Hashtag FSG, man. Um, which is what it is. Which is what genuinely people think about the owners. Um, there's no such thing as FSG. I'm dead sorry. Um, even if there is a hashtag. Do is there? there probably is a hashtag, Chris, because people like to wind people up. I would, you know, and you would, you would put, it, I think it's an ironic hashtag, I would guess. I, would, I can only okay. guess. I can only guess. Um, so we've got a load of questions. I put my phone away for some reason because I kept buzzing on the table. That's why. Um, you can mute it, you know. Um, I could do. Thanks. Is that a feature, is it? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's a feature. You should use it. <laughs> nah. Um, so, yeah, we got... You just want to get some use out of that coat pocket. <laughs> Pocket. Was it in your coat pocket? No, don't no. Why would you put your phone in your coat pocket? Why would you wear a coat indoors in a podcast? Because you've worn the same t-shirt <laughs> as me, you bellend. Um, <laughs> um, so let's get to some of your Facebook questions then. We've had a few more coming uh, out. And I think this. I wore my t-shirt before you in fairness. You've worn the same t-shirt as me. What time were you up and dressed? When Was it in your wardrobe? Yeah. And mine was, mine was out on the side from last night. You wore that last night? No, and I put it out on the side last, last night to wear this morning. But you didn't wear it before me. No, but I had it prepared first. No, mine was in my wardrobe, in day order, so I put them in three three days ago. Shut up. <laughs> um, Alexa Vujic says, one concert you would go to, past, present, or any other artist? One concert? Uh, Beatles. Any particular concert? Just the- oh, oh, right, one particular concert. Uh, back in the USSR. Okay, cool. 
Okay, that's good. I think it's the Shea Stadium I'd, I'd like to go to, even though apparently it was the worst Beatles gig ever because because people were screaming that much, no one could hear them hear them play. But just to say you were there, it's, it's uh, Nebworth for me. Nebworth, Cat was there, you know. I know. Really upset me. Um, Oasis at Nebworth would be absolutely be yeah, absolutely that would be amazing. Be um, <laughs> uh, let's see, we've got. Oh, yeah, here we go. Mike Clark, to fill the random question quota, what would be on a hamburger called the Stevie G? Wow. Okay. Is it as simple as everything? No, because he never had everything. What didn't he have? Great hair. (laughs) (laughs) So he's on, like, he's not on, like, a brioche bun. He's on just a plain... He's definitely on a brioche bun. No, you've got to start with a brioche, but I'd like it to be a sesame seeded brioche. But isn't that the... But isn't that the equivalent of the good hair on a burger? If you think sesame seeds look good, but it's on the top. But yeah, it does. But it looks that look. I don't know. I like the like the glaze look of a brioche is a little bit nicer to me. But I like the taste of the sesame seeds. Anyway, we'll start it with a brioche bun toasted on one side. I'm very particular about my burger buns. Okay. I think a lot of people decide to toast it and they just they just they just toast it and that and that's wrong. I like the I like the cut in half. Toasted. No, cut in half and toast the insides because what happens is when you toast something or, or when you grill something, when you cook the outside of something, it means that the sauce finds it more difficult to get in and permeate the bun, Paul. Okay. Permeation is a problem in burgers. So what you do is you toast the inside and then you can put your burger on there. And I'd start probably with a layer so of how cheese. So if you've toasted the inside, how does that, that makes it less permeable? Exactly. You don't want your tomato running into the bun itself. Ah. Okay. You know what I mean? You know the way when you have like a bacon butty with tomato, yeah. chopped tomatoes on yeah. bread, and it just it well, soaks the, the, first, the it soaks the bread. Well, it, it, this I'm trying to prove a point. It soaks the bread <laughs> and it ends up sticking to the roof of your mouth and all that stuff. You don't want that. So you want a, an inside toasted brioche bun, <laughs> yeah. and then I'd probably start with some kind of. He was a little. He was a spicy in the tackle, wasn't he? Sure. You know, so I'd probably go with some kind of Mexicana cheese just to you know, really pack the punch like Stevie used to in his tackles. Okay. And then I personally prefer two thin patties rather than one fat burger. Okay. And I still like the mid-rare, don't get me wrong. I know it's not good for you because it's mince and you, the germs and all that type of stuff. I just prefer the taste of that, okay? okay. So I'm going, no, I'm 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 going one burger and then I'm going to throw a cheese slice in there for fun. And then I'm going to go my second burger. And then quite simply for me on a Gerard, it's classic, it's brilliant, it's everything that it should be. It's just going to be bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, ketchup and... Squirty American mustard because I love that on a burger, and okay. then the, and then the rest of the bun. Is LA the influence yeah, coming in? Of course, like, yeah, I think so. That's how. Um, yeah, I just everything everything apart from mushrooms and probably just some sort of slightly deficient top to it to, to signify the hair thing. I'll do nicely. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we got a couple of just just Liverpool related uh, stuff. Owen Reed on Twitter says uh, it was Wheel twenty two. Cavani thoughts. Good player. He's a very good player. Um, Red Till You're Dead followed up, followed up with it saying, definitely the clinical finisher, criminal the amount of chances created to conversions. Um, this, we, we, was it you I talked about? I very briefly mentioned this in the office that this season has a little bit of like a 12 13 thing at the moment uh, that we brought Daniel Sturridge in like right at the start of the January transfer window and he hit the ground running and we just were just a much more dynamic free scoring team as a, as a result of it and I, I still don't know who that would be and I can't see it being Edinson Cavani but I, that feels like the obvious answer right now is to go and find someone who's boss at scoring goals yeah. and just buy I mean I called it in the summer didn't I and, and you, you don't didn't, you do didn't this like again it. fucking hell we can't Benzema's go every player, show would you bring it up this I said it in the summer Benzema, and Benzema. Benzema. Isn't that, why would why would they sell Benzema? It's irrelevant. That's the type of player that we need. That's the type of player who can bring others in and score goals at the same yeah, time. Like. Yeah, no, absolutely right, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's it. I, I agree on that. Cavani because I think he's just he's the remaining name that gets linked. Well, him and him and Benzema get linked away every single summer. And even though they've, you know, Cavani's moved a, a fair bit, hasn't he? Um, they don't move as freely as the newspapers would have you, as the yeah, Metro yeah. would have you want to believe every single transfer window. But Cavani would be gay for me, and because I don't think I think he's probably at that stage of his career now, age-wise, where I'm not sure he'd come in and be. 
the answer is in like he feels to me, and maybe I'd be dead wrong, and and, and I am often wrong in these things, of course. Um, you know, a Chelsea buyer guy who's just right at the peak of his age, and he's fine, but he inevitably they have him, they have a couple of these guys for a season or two, and then they go and buy someone amazing the next Shevchenko season. Chevchenko being maybe an Shevchenko, example of that. Um, they had. The guy whose name is Hernan Crespo. Yeah. You know they've done a few. A few Torres. Torres being a, he was meant to be the, the kick on guy, but he never ended up being. 13, 14, they had like Torres, Eto, and Denver Bar, and none of them was thirty goal a season. Yeah. You know they, it was cost that they needed the next season. It was the finishing thing. I think Cavani would be an amazing addition to our team, and I think Benzema would too. I just fear that they would also be the kind of guys who we would get them in. And they wouldn't quite be what we're looking for. I would still rather us go out and buy. It's like Timo Timo Werner, isn't it? You just go and get someone who's ripe to to make that yeah that breakout. Alas Suarez, and then, and then here's where it comes back to, isn't it? Because listen, there's loads of football fans around the world who know about Timo Werner, who think he's a great player and stuff. But you bring him in and you are developing somebody in that. And yeah. you know, for me, I think that's the right call. I think yeah. you've got to be able to because I just don't think financially yet yeah, it, it's gutting and it hurts me and it pains me all the time. We still can't compete. You know what I mean? Klopp spent 30 million net since he's come into this club yeah. in two and a half years. You know, he, he decided not to use one of the transfer windows in the January. Was it last year he decided not to use it both, and stuff like both that? January. Both Januaries. Apart from well, technically Stephen Coulter, but before yeah, we get yeah, sweet. Yeah, fair enough. Like, um, so I need to add him to that graphic, actually. Remind me, call her graphic. Um, and and this, that's the thing. Over the last two years, £30 has been spent and it's not good enough and it's not enough. But it's also not the be-all and end-all of the subject because there's grey areas like the Kaiser stuff, like the Van Dyke stuff, where there's potentially another £140 million yeah. that got well, spent there. It's, it's interesting because at, at Vintage Seller on Twitter said, should we go all out for Van Dyke in January? Now, me and Steve are going to be doing this on the Red News Roundup uh, podcast and video show this week. So if you want to watch that, uh, go to the redmentv.com. Highly recommended. Um, but just briefly on that, and again, this is me making another one of those it's going to be all right arguments. I don't know that it's going to be all right, but I can see a situation where, because Van Dyke's come out and talked about maybe looking for a move in January, that if we were able to, if it's, if the bridges have been repaired, if enough water's passed under the bridge between Liverpool and Southampton for this to be a thing, and Liverpool pick him up in January, that would be massive. And that would also, as long as Liverpool aren't dead and buried in the league in the Champions League by that point would justify the way that the, the window panned out by not going to get an alternative effectively. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah. Um, brilliant. Uh, there was one question that you wanted to ask that we talked about briefly in the office to wrap up. Who's the biggest paedophile you know? I'm looking at him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, it was chocolate-related. Of course it was chocolate-related. I want to know why, if so many people like the Kit Kat, why not everybody buys the Kit Kat? Mm, yeah, people don't seem to outright... Maybe it's a very it's a very James Milner chocolate bar, isn't it? It's a biscuit. It's a biscuit, is it? I think so. Okay, it's, it's a, a chocolate biscuit. It's a chocolate finger. Two chocolate I've got, I've got chocolate fingers, fingers for you right now, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I and you asked when was the last time you had one. I, I technically, I, I did say like yesterday, although it was a, I think it was an Aldi equivalent. All oh, right, okay, they're still good. Effectively, the same thing. Good. absolutely fine to me. Um, but yeah, there you go. See, That's I always fun. go for in the Aldi. It's the fake Mars bar. Wasn't my choice. Titan. Yeah, sure. I, I always want to get all a of jive. the jive equivalent. I want to get a jive. I want to jives are the Twixes. Okay. But I never buy them, but I love a Twix. We only get them on Halloween when you get the big mixed multi-pack, you know, like the fun-size ones, where you get a lot, and they're all fine. They're all absolutely fine. Do you know fine. what? And, and when Ped goes to the Aldi and leaves a load in the office. Yeah. Why do they put the bounties in? This? Is it the celebrations that the bounties are in? Yeah. Do people eat them? Yeah. Who? Barry from Toffee TV. We had this conversation, and I think it's because he's been on Dad for longer than us. So and effectively, Dad's get used to having all of the shit chocolates at the bottom of Do the Do you know what I saw in B&M box. Bargains in Belle Vale at the weekend? I could start to listen to The one thing that I, I took note of. Okay. The, you know, I like Nutella. I think everybody, every man likes a chocolate hazelnut spread, give sure. or take. Like, Go ahead. Um, well, that sounded dirty when I said mm, that loud. Yeah, really. Sounded <laughs> 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 like pure filth. What are you gonna rip it? No, it's fine. There's a bounty spread for your toast. Nah, no, you're all right. <laughs> Not for me, thanks. Is it basically people aren't I'd buying bounties? Spread. People aren't buying bounties. We've got all this coconut to use. We'll make a bounty spread I because would, that's what will really turn the corner for us as a company. I would rather spread 
bounty the uh, paper towel <laughs> on, on toast than a, than a bounty spread. No, bounty not for me. Spread. Not for Go me. Figure. If it is for you, let us know by tweeting in. If you've got any thoughts or any questions, um, again, at the Red Men TV, get involved. Um, we've got loads more podcasts coming up for you. There's a couple of free ones. Obviously, the preview show won't be around, but that was we've got that uh, the preview show, which is the Uncensored Match Builder show, the review show um, now, which just goes out after the match. Just taking a lot of your comments. Quite a and, while after the match. Yeah, and if you need loads more uh, podcast stuff, you bang into Liverpool podcast. We do loads and loads of that stuff on the redmentv.com. Excellent again. Reds news rounds up coming up. We normally do final words, so which is 60 minutes looking at every single Liverpool game in depth and detail, which you think would be a nightmare, but it's not. It's lovely and therapeutic. Um, and Apart Chris from Monday, a, just gone. Chris has got a stat show. We also do your more of your on your comments. There's loads of amazing stuff and exclusive interviews. There's an interview with Steve and Gerard up there. There's going to be an extended um, video of us playing against Flanagan and Wayne Alden on Pro Evo, which is excellent. And the world exclusive interview that's going to be coming up later this week will be on there in its full length entirety. So perfect time to get onto the redmentv.com free month try it out see how you feel and let us know um, five star reviews on iTunes etc always appreciated and um, as is some blue sky thinking periodically um, planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keep your heads reds uh, and walk on. <laughs>